Welcome to the BLT and T podcast. I'm Sandy Castro, the president and co-founder of IC Stars. And the BLT podcast is um, business, leadership, and technology over tea in a podcast. <laughs> Uh, so we'll have several episodes over time with amazing leaders who are either uh, business gurus, leadership geeks, or technology aficionados. And all of them will have one important thing in common. Well, two, actually. They see stars, and they're about to have a wonderful pot of tea. Hi, welcome back to the BLT podcast, Business Leadership, Technology, and Tea. And today I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Karen Gordon. Um, Karen, it's great to have you on the BLT podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy. It's wonderful to be here. I have to tell you that um, I'm extremely honored to be here. Oh, come on, we can't get all like sentimental at the start. Uh, right, all right, forget that. <laughs> I'll say it at the end. <laughs> so I want to start before we, we dig in with um, a fun question that we ask everyone, um, and that is, are you a proton, a neutron, or an electron? And remember, I used to be an old science teacher. This is part of our assessment for um, interns coming into the program, and the, the proton is the person who sees the glasses half full, um, the, the, you know, the, the person who can rally everyone around something. The downside to being a proton is that oftentimes they see people for their potential versus who they are today, and they can get disappointed as a result. Now, the neutron kind of snuggled up with them in the nucleus has both the positive and the negative. So they are the pros and cons, the good news and bad news, they're very analytical, they look at things from both sides. The downside to being the neutron is that sometimes they get a little bit of Hamlet's disease, you know, to be or not to be. Um, so th there can be some analysis paralysis. But they make a good pair because, you know, the proton inspires, the neutron protects. And the last one is the electron who's like, you know, circling around the outside, and they would never say they're negative. They'd say, I'm a realist. Um, they see things, the glasses half empty, and say, why would I think of it any other way? I would just get disappointed. They're great at photography because they can see negative space and really focus in on the image. Um, great at actuary science because they can uh, think about all the risks to mitigate. So Right now, in this chapter of your life, um, what do oh, you think? Oh, that, that's a very difficult question, because I could say that I've been all of those during, of course. Uh, during yeah. all chapters of my life. But today, maybe it's Electron. Okay. Um, I would say that today. Which is so such an important thing, right? Like, we all need... But I want to know what you think I am. Well, You've known me for so long. I think that you go between Proton and Electron. Yes. You know, like you are, you, you absolutely have that creative, um, positive, this can be done. You're an entrepreneur. Like right. every entrepreneur has to be a proton. 
um, but that you temper it with some electron and, and kind of like, let's, let's get realistic about this because I don't, my time is precious and I don't want to spend a lot of time like spinning wheels, you know? Yeah. I think that's correct. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> Wait <laughs> that was a easier. minute. A... <laughs> so <clears throat> obviously you can tell Karen and I are old friends. We've been friends for a very long time. And in fact, Karen has been involved with IC Star since 2000. And for those of you keeping score, 2000 is the year that we launched our first cycle. And if we could go in the Wayback Machine, 2000, there were still dot-coms. Um, our first cycle had started. We got pizza delivered almost every day from entrepreneurs. Um, it, was a, it was a different world. Uh, it was definitely a different world. It was the heyday yeah. of craziness at that time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I remember clearly to this moment that when I heard about Icy Stars in its infancy, that I said, now that makes sense, complete sense to me. And um, I remember calling um, and saying I wanted to get involved. Mm -hmm. And I, it was the first call I've ever made in my entire career to sort of a nonprofit of where I knew I fit in. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was Icy Stars. Wow. Um, yeah. And what was it? What attracted you to Icy Stars? Well, it made sense that in three to four months you could actually train someone in tech. And that had to do with my own history and how I learned tech. Um, I came out before the internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, everyone learned tech on the job. And so that was my introduction to it. And then within four months, I remember distinctly learning tech at my first job. And I remember teaching my first class when the instructor didn't show up um, in tech. And so I found it to be very intuitive. And I understood that if you, know, you really found the right people, who are interested, you could easily do it. So that is fascinating. Um, this was at a time when there weren't computer science degrees. They weren't just corralling folks, computer science kids from schools. Um, there was big mainframes and, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was, main, there was computer science for mainframes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was super technical at that time. Yeah. You had to be super technical. You yeah. NASA-type technical. Right. Like, it was a big room, like we see in the, yes. you know, like uh, the 60s sitcoms. Yeah. Or 70s, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and so how did you learn? Was it, you know, did you just get in there? I, I mean... You know, I think today, young people can learn, because they have a laptop, they just get in and break things. Um, I think back then, it was a different thing. You couldn't just break things. It, you know, did you learn by studying a, a book? Did you learn through people? Did you learn trial and error? Yeah, I would say that um, it was all of that. Um, but what I did was I actually had someone to model myself after. Um, there were only 11 people in the office, and there was... Um, the one head marketing person and also customer service person, and I was reporting into her. She was an African American woman, mm -hmm. and um, all I did was pattern myself after her. Um, we were delivering services to Wall Street. We we're on 44 Wall at the time, um, and we were delivering 
um, what was called is called CompuStat data, which is all the financial data, and we would uh, speak to the MBA students as they crunched it, wow. and they would work off of um, the mainframe. Now we call it the cr cloud these days, but it was mm -hmm. the mainframe, and um, I just watched her and patterned myself. I figured if she was doing well, um, that I would do well that way. That was my instruction. Um, the exciting thing is that she went on actually to work for Goldman Sachs. Um, she did not have a college degree. She was completely self-taught, and um, that never occurred to me until Icy Stars came about. And mm. I said, oh, yeah, it's quite possible. You don't need a college degree. Wow. So she sort of set the perception about what IT workers look like. Oh, well, yeah, and there was a woman in the office who was 50. Um, mm -hmm. She was actually a white woman. And then there were two women who were hired out of Cornell uh, to also do it. And then a couple of guys that looked like your traditional computer geek types. Yeah. Um, and we all were working together and creating something new. Um, and then one of the fun, uh, more exciting things I had to do was keep the network node up um, because apparently the last person there had to keep the node up for Wall Street. So I learned the technical stuff um, on how to do that, which meant just keep cool, call corporate, <laughs> and listen to the person to give you the instructions. <laughs> and which type is, it in. Right? But it's, like, it's, it's more... Um, Urgent than it seems, I guess, right? Like, no, it you, was urgent. You don't, yeah. No, no, everyone would be screaming, the phones would be going off, and I'd be, okay, <laughs> I guess it's my job, I found out, to keep it up. <laughs> uh, so, no, it, it was pretty bad. And uh, printers back then, too, they would break, and then mm -hmm. it would be a whole event to, like, get your printer fixed. So I learned to fix the printer um, with a rubber band. The technician showed me, and so wow. that got us through. Now you can't do that, right? Well, no, they, rubber, rubber bands don't work. This was the dot matrix printer, yes. like the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome. This um, is the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I remember dot matrix printers. So it, it's, it's fascinating to kind of lay down those tracks of, you know, um, before the cloud, before sort of object-oriented programming and the things that we see today and 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 how, like the barriers to entry. Um, and I think too, you know, when I, when I reflect on IC stars from 2000 to today, I think in some ways, you know, we're doing the, the work, the framework for how we teach is very, very similar, but the stuff that's in the inside is so different um, in terms of, you know, the projects that we're building. Like, we're doing mobile app development these days, and we have been for a few years now. Um, and interestingly enough, we sort of started in front-end development, moved to data, and then coming back to front-end development. Um, but what? how have you seen the industry evolve, and I see stars evolve, in this almost 20-year journey? Yeah, well, I think... Um, what you just said about IC stars is important is that you can't stay still, right? And that's the thing about tech. That's the exciting thing about it is that technology is moving at a rapid rate. And the fun ride in a career is to move at the same rate yeah. or to stay ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you said um, 
about mobile, I um, just did something with blockchain. Uh -huh. And I felt like it was the early days. We were just talking about 20 years ago um, and when I first saw the internet. Um, there are so many new things that are happening. And so I'm actually really excited again. So yeah. the shift that's going to be occurring, uh, new ideas are going to come about. Uh, so we're, we're in for another ride. And the change cycle is faster and faster. I think yeah. that's the thing. Well, and I love the metaphor of a ride. Like, it really is a ride. Either you're standing still and you're not getting on the ride. Right. Right. Or you were going for a ride and you're like, wee! <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah, and look what we can see and, you know. Yes, yes. Awesome. So how, what about, what, what have you seen evolve in the IC star side? Like, you, you know, if, if we had volunteers, if we categorized our volunteers, you would have, like, all the stripes on your, um, your IC stars jacket. Um, you've been involved in helping us with strategy, uh, with fundraising, uh, in the studio teaching, design thinking. Um, I can remember a particular moment in 2001 um, when we were having a huge event, more CIOs than I'd ever dreamed of, and I got a little starstruck. And you came and kind of took me by the arm and, and said, come on, let's go, and, and, and sort of took me out of my shell. Um, it oh, was that's huge. that's interesting. Yeah, well, what have I seen evolve? I've seen, actually, um, you evolve, okay, um, to really understand your impact on the community and even broader impact now. I've seen um, the interns really... Um, I don't know, they, they've evolved too, because they've now grown up with technology. So you're able to really educate them at, at a much different level. Yeah, yeah. And so they're even more powerful now graduating from the program, because as you add the, the leadership piece of it to them, I, I think that that creates you know, a really powerful individual to hire. So that piece is um, remarkable, and you've stayed steady with it. And that's what's interesting is that some things have to evolve too, but the teaching and the approach that you've used has been the bedrock of it. You yeah. know, that, That's been the most important. And the train ride is the tech that you've changed and altered over time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. I, I really feel like we are going in the, we're taking the Wayback Machine to... Yes. Uh, well, thank you. Um, and so, you know, we, we often say leadership is making opportunities for others. And it's really at the core of our curriculum and, and, and our philosophy. Um, so talk to us a little, Karen, about some of the exciting work that you're doing. I know I'm, I, I'm always inspired by you and your ability to identify a pain pointer in the market or in society and build really cool stuff. So talk to us about how you're making opportunities for others. Well, one is, um, I think uh, that is again a bond that I have with IC Stars and your philosophy around that is that how do we create value where there's increased opportunities? So, you know, I look at my career and um, I say, what am I going to do next? Um, my daughter just um, went off to college. Um, I'm like, I have now a whole nother point in time in which I get to do something exciting career-wise. 
And so opportunities for others became really important. So I started to look at, I've done four startups, I've done huge corporate digital transformations, um, worked for major corporations um, in earlier in my career. And um, uh, what I wanted to do was bring it all together. And I, what I noticed that there's a huge gap, and so this is kind of, sort of, we don't have to stay the same. We don't have to say there's not a v enough VC money for so-and-so group, or this is the process and it doesn't have change. So instead, it's like, well, what process do we have to change to ensure that we can fund more companies that are mm. gonna be viable? And I saw that there was a lack of understanding around the financial model, actually. So we're going back all the way to my first days on Wall Street um, and providing financial analysis. You can take uh, the girl out of Wall Street, but... <laughs> but yeah, on a tech side, I was doing it. But I'm looking at how do you get the financial story to be the same as the business model story? Hmm. And that joining of the two together is really what an investor wants to hear. And that is a really hard thing for a lot of people um, to do because we actually don't place enough emphasis on the financial story. So if you look at all the programs that we have, what we do is we have pitch days, and instead we're brushing up on our storytelling in three minutes. But when you scratch away, um, the veneer, there's not the financial story to support it. So I've created a company called CEO Fluency, and it's making uh, CEOs fluent and their team in how that financial story and that business model come together. Awesome. It's a 10-week program, and um, we actually use two coaches per CEO on it, and um, we make it as simple for the CEO time-wise to do it. And so what we're trying to do overall is collapse the time by at least a year mm -hmm. of trial and error, which mm -hmm. we hear about in the startup world all the time and the hypotheses and testing them. We're collapsing it down by sticking the financial model in much earlier. Wow, that's awesome. And so does this mean that you could launch your startup without a CFO? No, it, what it means is that you actually can communicate what all your business drivers are. Um, you could launch it, and many people do without a CFO, but instead of going to your accountant and getting the model built and then not understanding it, what mm -hmm. it means is that you now understand your model mm -hmm. and you say, you know your assumptions and you actually have to learn Excel in this program. You actually change your assumptions. So every CEO is changing their assumption on a daily, weekly basis in the beginning and you need to know how to model that. Yeah. And so it really takes their new ideas and sees what the financial impact will be. It's, that's incredible. That's gold, right? Like if, if yes. I was a mechanic, I'd say it's what's under the hood. Yes. Or, yeah, I mean, this is... And why, why haven't we done this? So that's the opportunity there. Yeah. And, um, you know, opportunities for others in that context that you were saying is that I have seen so many startups spend two or three years and far too much money of their own money or family money or angel money of some sort, and you really can make that much shorter. Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. Wow. So... Yes. So this is what you're doing, and, and then what about 50 Action 50? Ah, 50 Action 50 also. I have a social enterprise. Um, really um, need to figure out how to solve another problem. It was started about five years ago, and um, my daughter is actually the one who sort of woke me up to, um, she didn't feel like maybe she had equity as a, as a young woman. 
And I looked up and I said, oh, well, where have I been sleeping? And apparently we all were sleeping because that was five years ago. Mm. And I spent two years researching. I didn't intend to spend two years researching. It's just that I never found an answer. And then I realized six months into it, I go, oh, the reason that we don't have equity is that the solutions we've created apparently don't work. So why do we keep using the same solution and why do we keep decorating it with new words or new things around it? What happens if you just throw that solution away and redesign it? So that's the innovator, the startup mentality that I have. So I would say that to anybody. You, you don't complain about it. Instead, just redesign it. So mm-hmm. once you get into the freedom of redesigning something, it's wonderful. And so I redesigned it and realized that after the two years, the redesign was um, positioning, and that we had um, somehow positioned it as a woman's problem that there wasn't equity. And actually, it's a family issue. It's a community issue. It's a workforce development. It's a company issue. Because on average, a family's missing a million dollars when a woman retires. A million dollars in the retirement fund because of wage inequity. Wait, we got to just let that drop, because Karen, that was deep. On average, every family is missing, losing, absent $1 million because of wage inequity. Yeah, so when you go now to the family and say, hey, family, hey, guy in the family, do you want to miss a million? You all of a sudden have the attention of everyone in the family. And then you understand what it, it really is about. It's not about just words and numbers anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about how we are going to survive as a family, um, how we age, um, and how we can cover all those costs associated with it. So it becomes fundamental to sort of our economic system. Brilliant. And what is the significance of 50, Action 50? Sure. So this was early on. I found out that um, my skill set talking to men about this was pretty limited. And then I got really good at it um, in that I found that we as women um, usually approach men um, not, not in the most happy m- mode, maybe even angry when we talk to them about wage inequity or these issues. And so they back off immediately. So I learned um, really to apply design thinking and just to listen. So I became the anthropologist. I listened to what they were saying about it and their feelings about it. And I came to understand. So 50-50 means anytime we do anything, we do it with 50% men in the room and 50% women in the room. And we have a dialogue about it. Mm. And so that's 50-50. Action is um, we talk too much or we like too much and this whole social media thing has gone too far because it doesn't bring us to action. Mm. So we put action in. So anytime we do anything together collectively, we look at what can we do perhaps in our family or in our community or at work. And we pick one and we pick something that's really small because actions can be tiny mm-hmm. and they accumulate. So instead of saying going to build a year-long program and I talk to my company about it and try to get the funding before the funding goes away and implemented before the whole executive team changes, what I'm going to say instead is I can take actions even in my family or in my community um, and I can do it in the office. Mm. Um, one action that we saw um, was a young man who rethought, who came to this, who rethought um, that his wife did not have to stop working because of her commute. And so he went and enabled her and really explained to her, and she took action herself and got um, 
transfer 10 minutes from the home. Still, they have no child, but this was all their planning. I guess it's millennial planning. She moved, mm -hmm. and on top of it, she got a raise. And that was because her husband all of a sudden felt like she should get more money and she should be able to have a child without disrupting their income. Yeah. Boy, I love that, Karen. You're so wise in this. It reminds me of when I met Jimmy Carter, right? Like, um, we were, it was a TED talk in, um, in, in, um, oh, yes, Monterey. Uh, yes. And Tell me more. So it was, you know, all of the, the, the whole audience had been curated. There were like two, 300, no, I'm going to say like 200 women. We were all CEOs or investors and for all the talks. And Jimmy was one of the only men at the thing. And so, you know, we're all sitting there like, oh, look, we're listening to Jimmy Carter. And like, he looks great. He's adorable. You know, it's Jimmy Carter. And within the first two minutes, he, he says, I want you to get your husbands to care about sex trafficking. And all of our heads just snapped back like, what? How dare he? Like, what do you mean? You're just going to jump over us and talk to our husbands? I Like, this is insane. What kind of... And then he, he talked about until men care, only 50% of the population cares, and, it, and it's a woman's issue. Wow. And that sex, I'm liking Jimmy Carter. Right? Right? <laughs> Like, sex wow. trafficking impacts all of us. Right. It's a humanitarian issue. Yes. And that we cannot fight this fight alone as women, and that we need the other half of the population. And until we all care, we are not going to turn the needle. And I think that's similar to 50 Action 50. Like, until we get men to care about that million dollars lost... Um, yeah, it's really an economic issue. Mm -hmm. This is not women whining. You know, yeah, no. This, this is an economic issue for the family. Yeah. And so, you know, how it got lost as a, a woman's only issue, I don't know. Well, I mean, we, that's a whole other podcast because we right. can talk about, like, <laughs> follow the money, right? Follow the money. Um, awesome. Such good stuff. What about this? How about, you know, I, earlier I talked about the story of you sort of really taking me around at that event and I'll, how I'll never forget it, like how I was starstruck. What, and you've just been such a great mentor and friend uh, all these years. Who has that been for you? How about any mentors or coaches that... Yeah, I, I love this question, and I appreciate that you say I was your mentor, I am your mentor, and you know the answer to this. You are my mentor. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I You always go with the first thing that pops into your head, and there was Sandy. So... Um, I think we even discussed this a couple of years ago. We were started in this path of mutually mentoring each other, so yeah. there's a lot of power in that. Such power in that, in in the reciprocity of it too. Yes. That it's not one-sided. And yeah, to get to that point where it shifts mm -hmm. to being uh, completely equal, yeah. and it's nice. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the last one is you know we. We love geeks here. We are geeks who believe in the power of community and that we define a geek as an expert. So my question for you is, what's, where's your geek, your sweet spot? Is it yeah. sort of the marketing and the innovation, the strategy, people? It's taken me a long time to understand like how my brain works. I think laterally. I connect dots yeah. that are not connected currently. 
and it was a weakness when I was young because it meant that I was connecting dots no one was ready to hear about. Mm. And so I have learned over time to create, make it more powerful by waiting. So, you know, instead of talking about something that maybe is three or four years out and I see it, I said, what is happening today? So the connecting of things. Yeah. So even with the CEO fluency, I see like it took me a while to connect. And now it's like, oh, yes, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense that we actually need to think about financials. And you actually can learn it. Again, I'm a true believer, right, in learning. Yeah. <laughs> and so no one can say to me they can't learn how to do it. Yeah. That's not going to go down well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp. There's no yes. such thing, right? There's like, no such thing. It's just that you're not open to it at the moment. But um, so that's why that program is so important, I find, is because we take them through very small steps to get to that feeling of, oh, I really can do this and allow them to be vulnerable. So I just love that that's a part of it, right? Like yes. The vulnerability and the, and the, the discovery is huge, and, not, and, and that's not what you'd expect from learning about business models and financials, like that there's going to be vulnerability and depth in that. Yeah, but I think as a teacher, you know that that's how, in the end, you actually teach and you cause behavior change. Yeah. Right. So To really acknowledge where we start. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that has been the, the podcast. I, Karen, it's Thank been, you, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a real joy um, talking to a true innovator um, and a problem solver and a systems changer. Um, and I just want to thank you for 20 years of friendship and mentorship and, and helping us see stars. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on this journey. Yay. Thank you. It's a great ride. It is. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. This has been BLT Podcast. Mm-hmm.